Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Friday, September 22nd, 2017, NFL Week 3 edition on Block Talk Radio. I'm Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, the Murph dog himself. What's up, man? It's so weird doing a show with you on Friday, recapping a game last night, Tom, which all I can say, a thriller in San Francisco. Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody was uh, expecting that score. And, yeah, it's good to be here on a Friday at 11 a.m., a little more fresher than I usually am, uh, you know, as opposed to at 9 a.m. So, yeah, no, this is going to be a good one and be fun to talk about the game last night. Now, no doubt, Tom, as you mentioned, nobody expected both teams to combine for 80 points and a Rams 41-39 victory over the 49ers. So a lot of people this morning are talking about, are the Rams for real? I don't think they're quite there right now, Tom, but you have to like what you see. Obviously, out of Todd Gurley, what he did last night, three touchdowns in the first half. And year number two, uh, the quarterback, Jared Goff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a sign of things looking upward. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I absolutely can't say they're for real. You have to remember they've played two teams so far that may end up fighting, uh, you know, with the Jets for the first overall pick, you know, by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Played the Colts, played the Colts week one and the Niners this week. Played Washington in uh, – week two and everybody's a little up in the air on Washington, but Washington's looking like a middle of the road team and they competed fairly well with them. But uh, yeah, the uh, only thing I think uh, that could save the Rams this year is that so far it's looking like they're playing in a pretty easy division. Uh, The Cardinals haven't looked as hot as I had uh, thought so myself and Seattle. You just never know. They kind of start off, they started off slow last year, kind of brought it on. But, uh, yeah, and you have to think Seattle's probably the favorite in the division this early on. But, uh, hey, it uh, doesn't seem like anybody's going to be running away with it. Now, to update everyone in our picks league, last night I had the Rams, and Tom chose the 49ers. So, overall, on the season, I am 21-11. and 11, But, Mr. Murphy, you're not too far behind with a 19 19- and 13 records. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's, uh, I definitely noticed that, uh, you know, I'm ranked 404 in the Picks League. Uh, I've been a little, uh, been a little uh, I don't know, liberal with the, uh, with the upset picking so far this year and starting to backfire on me, and I have a feeling uh, not much is going to change this week either. And now in terms of fantasy, we're both 1-1, one I picked up a victory last week, Tom. I know you fell to our opponent, Craig, but really you can't blame yourself. I mean, your team scored 128 points, but Craig scored 163 in the victory. And last night, Tom, okay, I'm facing Tyler this week. He has Sammy Watkins. I have Cooper Cup, both as our wide receiver three. And, of course, this morning I'm already down 23 points. Oh, yeah. Sammy Watkins absolutely went off yesterday. And it was funny to think. I don't think he had a reception until like the uh, last two minutes of the uh, set of the first half. 
and then uh, just had a really, really strong second half and uh, reminding, reminding everyone what Sammy can do when he's, you know, when he's healthy. And uh, yeah, uh, I have, in my other league, I faced Sammy too, and I'm already in a deep hole. It's, uh, I mean, of course he's going to come back to, uh, you know, come back to bite me. And of course, Cup, you know, uh, off to a solid start this season, and just you know couldn't find the ball yesterday. And the one thing I noticed, Tom, with yesterday's game, how many ex Bills were there with Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Marquise Goodwin? Robbie Coleman, who had an interception. So many ex-Bills on the field last night. Oh, yeah. No, they were a huge, uh, you know, especially for the, the uh, three for the Rams, uh, were a very huge part of uh, that uh, of that victory. And it's funny, Roby Coleman, uh, you know, I, I tend to notice a trend when a, uh, a not-so-much-known player has a great game against a certain team, oftentimes he will end up on that team some, somewhere down the road, and that's exactly what happened with Roby Coleman. He, had a, uh, he was actually the AFC Defensive Player of the Week last year in Week 5 when we faced the Rams after having two picks, one for a touchdown. And what does he do yesterday? Almost has a pick six. He just got tripped up at the last second and had a fumble recovery. So, I don't know. I've always liked Nickel Roby Coleman, so I wish him the best of luck and hope he can continue that in L.A. So once again, the Rams won a great game last night over San Francisco, 41-39. to Now, Tom, let's shift gears to the game on Sunday. Everyone, set your alarms because there is a game in London this Sunday at 9.30 Eastern as the 2-0 Ravens are the road team in this matchup against the 1-1 Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll go first. Last week, the Ravens defeated the Browns 24-10. By the way, on a side note, while this game was taking place time, I actually drove by the field coming back to Connecticut. So, obviously, a great atmosphere there in Baltimore. And what can you say about Joe Flacco in that performance? Two touchdowns. One of them to Jeremy Macklin, who, by the way, has a touchdown in both games this season. And as for Jacksonville, Tom, they definitely came back to life, losing in week two to the Titans, 37-16. But as far as this game is concerned, I'm going with the Ravens to make it 3-0 over Jacksonville, 21-13. to yeah, I agree with you here. Uh, I mean, Baltimore seriously uh, so far hasn't had a huge test either, you know, with the anemic Bengals offense and the Browns last week, who I think are on the rise, but still, uh, you know, I have, uh, as we all know, I have Ravens defense. I streamed them last week, put up a good show for me, and I think I'm going to keep them in there this week against Jacksonville. I think they're one of the better defenses. Uh, we all know what, uh, uh, Blake Bortles is capable of against a good defense. A couple pick sixes here. Uh, he's thrown 11 pick sixes so far in his career, uh, which is absolutely just astounding to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore to win this. I like the way they're playing. Jacksonville just isn't there yet. I think once once Jacksonville figures out the quarterback situation could be next year, uh, I think they're going to be a team you really, really have to look out for. But uh, for this week, give me uh, – Give me Baltimore 24-14. Now, a couple of fantasy plays in this game. 
from a Jacksonville side of things, obviously offensively, when you look at the wide receiver position, especially with the injury to Allen Robinson, you have Allen Hearns and Marquise Lee. All the targets are going to them. Pretty much they're the same player. I would give the edge to Allen Hearns. But, of course, what that means, go the opposite and get Marquise Lee. But, Tom, going back to your team for a second, you're talking about the Ravens' defense. You might also want to insert Buck Allen into your flex spot instead of Stephon Diggs because they're saying that Terrence West might not play. He's been limited in practice this week and actually didn't even practice yesterday, which means all the carries would go to the former USC running back. Oh, yeah, he's definitely had a resurgence so far in uh, the early part of this season, and I just felt I had to pick him up. You know, I actually swapped him out for West, uh, you know, with West's injury. And going forward, it seems like Allen's going to be getting a lot more carries. I just uh, I just may have to uh, do that. I'm going to do some, uh, you know, do some research. I wasn't aware of, uh, you know, digs there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, Javorius Allen, definitely going to be keeping an eye on him, and he was definitely a uh, solid pickup on my part. Especially with the status of Sam Bradford heading into Sunday, get to a little bit later. Now, Tom, of course, your Buffalo Bills are home, the one-and-one Bills, I should say, hosting the 2-0 and Broncos. Of course, my good friend, you could go first with this one. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the offense for the Bills last week really uh, did not show up until the last drive of the game where uh, just one one play and we would have been 2-0, and but all is forgiven. Zay Jones, you know, it was a – you know, difficult catch. You know, I think he, I think he turned around too early and just kind of lost his heading there. But uh, man, how about that Bills defense? Six sacks on Cam Newton. Uh, it's actually funny. We've only played Cam Newton twice in his career, but we've sacked him 14 times in two games. So I'm actually wondering in Cam's career if he's been, you know, he's probably been sacked more by a certain team. But the Bills would be up there, which would be funny if it was just uh, <clears throat> if we've just played him twice. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one, uh, but of course, man, I'm going with Buffalo. Uh, Denver's defense has looked absolutely, you know, spectacular. That defensive backfield is probably the best in the entire NFL with Harris Jr. and Akib Talib, and uh, but hopefully we can get the running game going and able to, you know, take advantage of not playing the uh, Panthers front seven, which. Uh, was definitely their strong point. Yeah, we're going to have to get one side of the offense going. I do like the defense, our, the Bills' defense against uh, this Denver offensive line, who's going to be without Garrett Bowles, by the way, their first-round rookie. So uh, give me the Bills with the upset, of course, going with them 17-16. to 16. And you know what's been really surprising for the Broncos this season has been the player Trevor Simeon. How about that performance against the Cowboys and that home victory, 42-17, through four touchdown passes in that game, two of them to Emmanuel Sanders. C.J. Anderson has been great out of the backfield. You talked you talk about their defense, which we all know about. And from your Bills' standpoint, the thing I'm concerned about defensively, though, is Marcel Darius, because last time I checked, he did not practice on Wednesday and may not suit up on Friday. So make sure to check that status tight ends. The top guys this week are banged up, and some of them won't even play. So if you're looking for someone to maybe start this week, look for Charles Clay, because last week against the Broncos defense, 
Jason Wynn had 10 catches. But with all being said, Tom, our first disagreement, give me the Broncos to win on the road over your Bills 20-10. to 10. Yeah, that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the consensus there. And yeah, Darius. Uh, last I heard, he's a game time decision. Uh, he makes you know he hasn't done much in the box score so far this uh, year, but considering the Bills have the uh, top uh, rushing, I think still the top rushing defense in the NFL, and we haven't given up a we haven't given up a run longer than 11 yards to a running back. All of the longer runs have gone to uh, belong to Cam Newton. So we're doing a really great job against the run. And a lot of that has to do with Darius plugging up the middle. So his presence would be missed. Probably have Adolphus Washington who, you know, has shown some uh, signs of, you know, some, some signs of life in his career, but it's been somewhat of a disappointment, but hopefully he can uh, fill in if needed. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be definitely going to be a tough one. Um, got to remember, this is the Broncos' first road game. Hopefully, I'm hoping for a little jet lag on their part and that the Bills can capitalize, and hopefully the Bills, uh, Bills crowd will help out. Uh, one thing I got to say, I think McDermott was absolutely the greatest move. If you saw him on the sideline against Carolina, he was just he was just as into it as the players. He was just getting pumped up, especially with the defense. I think this defense is exact playing exactly how we wanted them to play. And uh no, hopefully uh hopefully we don't give up too many touchdowns. We've only given up one on the year so far, albeit only two weeks, and that was to your boy Josh McCown. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits on Block Talk Radio. I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, and we're going through our week three NFL picks. Now, Tom, on Sunday, the 2-0 Steelers traveled to Chicago to take on the winless Bears. As far as the Steelers are concerned, nice, vic- nice victory last Sunday over the Vikings, 26-9. to Le'Veon Bell in that game, 27 carries, 87 rushing yards. I do want to see a little bit more out of him, considering he's my number one running back but he'll be just fine. As far as the Bears go, it's going to be time pretty soon to see what Mitchell Trubinsky can do because of the erratic play of Mike Lennon. It will not be that much longer until we see the rookie quarterback get in there for Chicago. As far as the running game goes, I know last week, Tom, you picked up Tariq Cohen, and he had eight catches in that loss to the Buccaneers. And as far as the tight end goes this week, I mentioned Charles Clay. He also could look the way of Zach Miller in Chicago, has 15 targets in the first two games. But overall, in this game, the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is a must-start against that Bears' offense, which is why they'll win on the road 26-13. to Oh, yeah, I expect this to... Uh you know, be a real blowout here. Uh, in one of my leagues, I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Brees. Uh, I think I just love this matchup of Roethlisberger versus the Bears. I think he could have a monster game. And, uh, yeah, going to keep Tariq Cohen on the bench this week. I don't see him uh, producing too much. And I like the point you make about Trubisky. He's absolutely looked great uh, in preseason. And I think he might have a uh, <clears throat> might have a solid career ahead of him. I know the Bears would like to sit him as long as they can, uh, but I think uh, the time may may come, and it could come after this week, because uh, I think the Bears are just going to get pounded. Give me the uh, give me the Steelers to win thirty-one to nine. Now you can make an argument. This game is the best 
matchup, 1 o'clock. Both teams undefeated, 2-0 in Detroit. The Lions versus the Falcons. Tom, you have both quarterbacks going in our ESPN league because it is a two-quarterback league. And because of that, you're on the clock. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping for a shootout here, you know, uh, with no interceptions, you know, uh, that would be great. Uh, and I think they both can do it They're, I have, I have, I think possibly one of the best uh, quarterback tandems in a two quarterback league there with Ryan and Stafford. Uh, I mean, Stafford, I've had him in the past. I know sometimes he can lay an egg, but when he's on, he's on, uh, you know, and the Lions, you know, I, at the beginning of the year, I kept saying they were frauds. They've, uh, you know, they've proven me wrong, like so many teams have so far early in the season. But uh, I don't know. I like the way Atlanta's playing. They really showed uh, what they're made of against the Packers. And give me the Falcons to win this one. I'm going to say 37-30. Yeah, this was a very close call for me because, as you mentioned, I am loving what I'm seeing out of the Lions so far. I usually don't believe in them overall as a team, but obviously the way Matthew Stafford has played so far this season, six touchdowns as opposed to one interception. And, of course, we saw the display of Ziggy Ansah on Monday night against Eric Flowers. Totally dismantled him, had three sacks against Eli Manning. As far as the Falcons are concerned, they open up their new stadium very nicely with that victory over the Packers. The only concern I have, obviously, they're going to miss Vic Beasley, who is out for probably a month, I believe. But with all that being said, you expect an offensive explosion between these two teams. But I do agree with you, the Falcons by the Lions, 28-27. to Oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that would definitely be a uh, fitting score as well. But, yeah, uh, Definitely the, uh, yeah, I agree with you, the best matchup of these one o'clock games. And I don't know, I think these, I think these, neither of these teams are going, uh, you know, going anywhere south anytime soon. Now a matchup of undefeated teams to a matchup of winless teams in Indianapolis between the Colts and the Browns. Last week, Cleveland lost to the Ravens 24-10. But everyone's darling this week in terms of fantasy because of the injury to Corey Coleman as a second-year receiver out of Colorado State who had seven catches for 95 yards. That is Rashad Higgins, who has been one of the biggest pickups this week in fantasy. As far as the Colts go, another week where Andrew Luck is MIA, will not play. The quarterback will be Jacoby Brissett versus the rookie Deshaun Kaiser. So both defenses you would think should perform well in this matchup, and even Frank Gore, who I had on my bench last week, had a touchdown run in that loss to the Cardinals in overtime. But I'm actually going to give this victory to the Browns on the road, 19-16. to Oh, yeah, you know, hey, we actually agree on this one. I had a feeling we were going to maybe disagree. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm without – I don't think Indianapolis is a good team with luck, and without him they're just not. And I see them really, really struggling and possibly being winless for, uh, you know, for a, uh, a few weeks here until they get him back. And, uh, yeah, Cleveland, I mean, yeah, struggled last week, but I don't know. Kaiser is definitely uh, – done better than I've expected. And, uh, yeah, I expect, uh, I expect Cleveland to win this one. I'm going to say 21 to 10. All right, Tom, keep it going, man, with the Vikings. One and one 
hosting the 1-0 Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, you know, with the status of Bradford, uh, definitely makes this a less interesting game. Tampa Bay looked dominant last week. You know, I was very, very high on Tampa Bay coming into the season. We've only seen them in one game against the Bears. Uh, yeah, I don't give Minnesota much of a chance in this one, even at home. Uh, I like the Buccaneers a lot. I think they're going to do some great things this season, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick them to win big. I'm going to say 24-14. to 14. Yeah, I think you have to go with the Buccaneers in this game as well. I'm going to pick them to win 22-14. And I'm starting their defense this week because, of course, I can't go with the Texans, which is the next game we'll get into because they're playing the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But as far as, the, as, far as what the, the uh, Buccaneers did last week on the ground with Jaquiz Rogers, of course, Doug Martin is so suspended. Rodgers had 19 carries and 47 yards, but that defense was great against their ex-quarterback, Mike Glennon, including that 47-yard interception return for a touchdown by the former UConn Husky, Robert McClain. And for the Vikings, you mentioned it, Tom, Sam Bradford has been limited in practice. He's a game-time decision. If he doesn't go, we're going to see Case Keenum again. And even though they're home, and even though the stats, back up where Jameis Winston usually struggles against a top game of the Bucks to win, as you just said, Tom. Now, we mentioned the game between the Texans and the Patriots in this one. Now, Tom, keep it going, man. You could go first with this one. Oh, man, you know, uh, I really, really want the upset this week. Uh, Houston, you know, a big win uh, at Cincinnati last week, not giving up a touchdown. Uh, it's going to be a much different story this week. You know, Patriots, you know, found their stride uh, last week, and I see it continuing. Of course, you know, stranger things have happened, and I would love to see the Patriots fall to one and two, but it's just not going to happen. Uh, it's yeah, uh, New England's going to handle this pretty easily, getting their first home win of the season. And, uh, yeah, they're going to win 30, 33-17. Yeah, it's usually never a good combination when a rookie quarterback faces Bill Belichick, even though there's some things you do have to like what you saw from Deshaun Watson last Thursday. Of course, that 49-yard touchdown run. But a Patriots, of course, we saw exactly what we expected in that victory over the Saints. 36-20, and how about the performances from Mike Gillisley and Chris Hogan? I keep harping on the ex-Bills, but these guys are performing relatively well. But the one thing for fantasy owners, make sure you check the status of Gronk because right now it's up in the air in terms of whether or not he will play on Sunday. But, Tom, we agree once again. Give me the Patriots to win in a little closer match than maybe people think, 23-17. to Oh, yeah, you know, I could definitely see that. Houston's uh, D will be a stronger test than uh, uh, than New Orleans was last week. And, yeah, no, with the former Bills, uh, it's definitely not lost on me that they've, uh, you know, been uh, having some uh, success, you know. I mean, going back to, you know, the game last night, uh, Watkins and Robert Woods both having 100-yard games, which never happened in Buffalo where they had 100-yard games. One gets uh, – usually one has a big game, the other one disappears. And seriously, three games three games in, and they have a – both have a 100-yard game in the same game. Just unbelievable. These uh, – yeah, a lot of these – a lot of these Bills players definitely finding uh, more success when they leave Orchard Park, which is a little dis, uh, disheartening, to say the least. Now I'll go first with this one. The 0-2 J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 
host their division rival, the 1-0 Miami Dolphins, who picked up the road victory last Sunday against the Chargers, 19-17. As far as the Jets are concerned, their defense flat out stinks. They cannot do anything right now. I don't care if they played the Raiders. They scored 45 points. Where's the guy showing up? Where's Muhammad Wilkerson? Where's Leonard Williams? These guys are MIA right now. They can't stop the run. They can't defend the pass. And especially with the Dolphins, with the weapons they have, with Jay Ajay, the receivers, of course, Landry. Can't forget about Kenny Stills, who had nine touchdowns last season, and Devontae Parker. Until the Jets' defense shows me something, I am not believing in them whatsoever. And actually, their offense, Really, when you think about it, has it been that bad? Last week they scored 20 points. McCown played pretty good. Jeremy Curse has done very well. Jermaine Curse, I should say. The one concern, though, for fantasy owners that drafted Bilal Powell is that new offensive coordinator, John Morton, said there's going to be a three-man backfield. So not just Bilal Powell and Matt Forte, but the rookie out of Louisiana, Elijah McGuire, who got six carries in that loss to the Raiders. So from a defensive perspective, don't like this matchup for the Jets. So give me the Dolphins to win 24-16. Oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely going to be a, uh, you know, long season uh, for the Jets uh, from what it looks like so far. Uh, I don't think they're going to go 0-16 like some of the uh, – other pundits said at the beginning of the year. I don't know what they were thinking. That's such a ridiculous prediction. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny where you mentioned the defense, where I thought that was going to be the stronger point as opposed to the offense. But where McCown, I mean, he's not doing anything spectacular, but he's pretty much running a game-managing 101 clinic uh, in pretty much every game he plays, you know. Just, uh, you know, little dink passes here and there, you know, for finding an open guy, you know, when he needs to. Uh and but you know with that defense I know uh, Williams and Wilkerson have been kind of silent so far. However, you got to be uh, even though it's two weeks in. Jamal Adams, this should be no surprise, the highest rated rookie safety so far. He's uh, oh, know, yeah. solid, and I think and I think he's only going to get better. And uh, you know what? Uh, I think I told you before the show. You know I have a few upsets this week, and uh, here's the biggest upset of them all. I'm going with the Jets to get their first win at home. Uh, against the Dolphins, who I think are complete frauds. Uh, you know, Cutler, I don't see him being effective this year. And I think, uh, you know, the Jets uh, probably just, you know, they'll muster up a few wins this year, not much. But I do, uh, I I think they could get the win here, squeak one out against Miami. Uh, <clears throat> you know, there's going to be a different, different kind of uh, road game for the uh, Dolphins this week. They won't be – playing in front of a crowd of 26,000 like they were in Los Angeles last week. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll get into later. That was just, I've never seen that in like NFL history. And uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> a really, uh, really telling sign of that move. But uh, give me the, give me the jets with the upset in this one. I'm going to say they win in overtime 23 to 20. Oh, I love the overtime addition by Mr. Murphy, as he always does every single week. But the one thing that's always concerning with me, if the Jets, if you talk about rebuild to that, then why on Sunday, when you look at the wide receiver snaps of all the players they have? Now, of course, we don't know what our Darius Stewart is. We don't know what Chad Hitz it is. But why combined, they had 10 
targets in this game, or 10 snaps, I should say. That's it. When you have someone like Jeremy Curley at 44 in the game, which makes no sense. Both of those guys, Stewart and Hampton, need to see more looks in this offense because we have to see going into next season, hopefully with Sam Darnold as our quarterback, if these guys could do something. Hint, hint. So let's see what happens here on Sunday. But, Tom, listen, the Jets probably will win a couple games, but hopefully not enough to keep them out of that first overall pick. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, I feel, I feel the opposite. That's actually why I'm rooting for the Jets a few games this yeah. year, you know. And, uh, you know, with the Bills' six picks in uh, the first three rounds, uh, we may need to make a huge package deal. Because uh, I think regardless of what happens this season, even if the Bills, by some miracle, make the playoffs, which I'm always holding out a hope for, I just don't see Tyrod being locked up to a long-term deal, uh, you know, at this point in his career, maybe two years ago would have been. And I just don't see if we were going to move up into like the top two picks to get a uh, quarterback, which I think is a huge possibility. I mean, especially with the amount of picks we have to uh, give up as bounty. And uh, yeah, we would not be making that deal with the Jets, I'm almost sure. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping you guys can do well enough to get like a fourth or fifth pick. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you wanted to move up, if you wanted to move up to that first pick, we could probably outbid you. So uh, that's what I'm, uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we have additionally is that second-round pick we got from the Seattle Seahawks and each other Richardson trade for Jermaine Curse. Now, Tom, you could go first with this one. NFC East rivals, the desperate 0-2 Giants, look to right the ship in Philly against the 1-1 Eagles. Man, this was one I just tossed, uh, you know, tossed with. I mean, everybody's just uh... – you know, dogging on the Giants, and, like, rightfully so. They absolutely deserve it. And, uh, you know, just the offense is just looking so porous. The offensive line just can't do anything. Uh, you know, young man Eric Flowers is almost starting to look like one of the biggest busts of this uh, decade so far. He has just been absolutely horrible. Uh, it seems like they still want to keep plugging with him, but I think that ship has sailed. He does not look like an NFL offensive lineman, and as long as he's in there, it's going to be a struggle for them. And I, yeah, I wanted to pick the Giants to get their first win this week. Granted, they were, they were my NFC uh, Super Bowl pick uh, just not three weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, they're really uh, – yeah, they're really not making me look good now. Uh, Philadelphia's looked pretty impressive. They hung tight with the Chiefs, who I think are one of the more elite teams in the NFL uh, at home. Uh, you just never know with these games, but I think i got to go with Philadelphia here. I'm going to have them win 24-17. to 17. Well, in the past, always difficult to pick a team that you thought was going to be good this season when they're 0-2. With that being said, though, the Giants, though, they can't be as bad as what we've seen over the previous two weeks. Now, listen, I love the Eagles. I love Carson Wentz. Obviously, that front seven for Philadelphia is going to get the Giants' offensive line fifth. But the Giants also desperately need to win to at least get some positive thoughts back in there. And, Brendan Marshall, can you do something, please? In two games, only one catch. In both games, come on, including one big drop. Help Eli out, please. And the offensive line do something this week. All eyes are on Eric Flowers in Philly. But with all that being said, Tom, disagreement number three, give me the Giants to win on the road 21-20. I'll keep it going, Tom, with the NFC South. 
matchup, 0-2 Saints on the road against the 2-0 Panthers. Obviously, the Saints, their offense put up nice points against the Patriots, but not enough with that bad defense. As far as the Panthers are concerned, they won that game against the Bills 9-3. I'm looking for a big-time performance out of Christian McCaffrey in my flex spot. If he can't perform well against the Saints defense, especially what James White did a week earlier, I would be really concerned. I expect the Panthers to put up a bunch of points in this one and beat the Saints and that defense 27-19. to Oh, yeah. You know, I got to watch Carolina firsthand last week. Uh, you know, the offense, the offense was doing an okay job moving the ball, all things considered. Like I said, I mean, nobody's really talking about it, but I've seen this Bills – the Bills defense uh, last week was one of – one of the best performances I've seen them ever do. It was just a shame we couldn't have a victory to really back it up and, uh, you know, get more credit for it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, run, running backs so far this year are just not running against us. So no need to worry if you have Stewart or McCaffrey. It's just I think we're going to be doing that to a lot of running backs this uh, this year. So, you know, definitely don't uh, jump ship on them despite the uh, weak performances they put up last week. And I look for Carolina to bounce back. This is going to be a huge win for them. The Saints' defense is just uh, completely anemic. It has been for years, and it doesn't seem like anything's going to change. So uh, give me Carolina to win big, 27-12. And the one thing we can't forget about as well is the big injury to Greg Olson, who was placed on IR on Tuesday and is eligible to return November 26th when they play the Jets. So welcome back, Greg Olson. He'll have a nice performance <laughs> that game in November. Now, Tom, we're going to talk about the 4 o'clock games right now. You could go first with this one. A big, big, huge test for the Titans at home, 1-1 one one, uh, against the 1-1 one one Seahawks. Oh, yeah, you know, this is uh, def- definitely one of the better matchups of the week. Uh, Tennessee last week definitely getting back to uh, expectations uh, that they had uh, in the beginning of the year. Started off slow against the Jaguars and then just looked dominant and looking looking like they're going to be the class of the AFC South. Uh, and Seattle, you know, definitely uh, – definitely struggling, uh, you know, a bit was able to squeak out that win against San Francisco, which was pretty amazing. Just, uh, you know, in a battle of field goals there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, at home, I got to go with Tennessee here. They're the real deal. And it's going to be, it's going to be weird to see uh, Seattle slip to one and two in, uh, in the standings, but I think it's going to happen. They'll still be in good shape in their, uh, in their division, but yeah, give me a uh, Tennessee to win this one, 24 to 14. Yeah, this was tough for me too, because I like both teams coming into the season. I picked the Titans to win the division. I picked Seattle to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but so far I have not liked what I've seen. Maybe they're missing Jermaine curse. I don't know, but though I think they'll write the ship sooner rather than later. The running back situation right now is a mess, obviously, with Eddie Lacy being a healthy scratch, Thomas Rawls, MIA, but we have seen good things out of the rookies so far. The seventh rounder out of Oklahoma State, Chris Carson, obviously, has been a big pickup in fantasy as of late. And for the Titans, nice bounce back victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mariota, touchdown pass to Delaney Walker, I believe. Actually, Delaney Walker had a rushing touchdown in that game, but 
Again, big test for the Titans. I think they'll get it at home 20-18 to over the Seahawks. Now in Green Bay, the 1-1 Packers face the 0-2 Bengals. Both teams lost in prime time. The Bengals lost to the Texans last Thursday night. The Packers lost to the Falcons on Sunday night. And what can you say about Andy Dalton so far? He has been bad, and he has been that bad that many people in that locker room prefer Colin Kaepernick over Andy Dalton. It's been that bad. And as far as the Packers go, listen, your boy Ty Montgomery, great performance, had a rushing touchdown as well as a receiving touchdown. And a big performance out of Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. But this is going to be an ugly matchup, especially facing a Packers team after a loss. And Lambeau, no thanks. The Bengals go to 0-3 with this loss. Give me Green Bay to win 31-20. Oh, yeah. And I imagine with that, uh, with that 20 points, you're uh, predicting that the Bengals will get their first touchdown of the season, uh, which would ah. be uh, – yeah, it would be a small victory in itself. And, uh, yeah, you know, back, you know me, the huge fan of streaming defenses, was very uh, – really wanted to pick up the uh, Packers defense in this one. But, uh, you know, with the Ravens defense, uh, I think I struck gold picking them up on the waiver wire. So I think I'm going to stick with them uh, for a while until they face a, uh, a more powerful offense. But, uh, yeah, I don't like this matchup at all. I think Green Bay is just going to run wild over them. Uh, you know, you mentioned the whole Kaepernick thing. A lot of, I mean, a lot of people prefer him over AJ McCarron, which, uh, you know, AJ McCarron hasn't looked that bad so far in his career in the backup role, but uh, you could be seeing him very soon. I know everybody's really frustrated with Dalton, despite having a good year last year, but you know, again, Cincinnati didn't have the wins and that's what you need. Uh, and also AJ green, just absolutely suffocating there in Cincinnati. He's absolutely one of the best wide receivers I've seen in the past 20 years. Uh, he's really, really saved uh, Dalton on a couple uh, catches last week on that Thursday night game. Uh, but yeah, in this game, Packers, especially coming off the loss, as you said, they're going to win big. I'm going to say 30, I'm going to say 34 to 13. And Tom, keep it rolling with an AFC West matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Ooh, man, that's, uh, you know, uh, the Chiefs, what can you say about them? Uh, of course, we hold their first uh, first draft pick in this draft, and right now they're almost looking to make that a 30th overall or 32nd overall. They're just looking good. Struggled a little bit with Philadelphia, but then we're able to put them away. And, uh, man, I think that I think also the Chiefs uh, fan base, they may travel pretty well for this one. Uh, plenty of open tickets, I'm sure, there in uh, – in Los Angeles with, uh, you know, only 26,000 uh, in attendance last week. So the, uh, you know, being on the road isn't going to be that much of a uh, hassle for hassle for the Chiefs, especially after pulling off that win in Foxborough two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs seem to be running on all cylinders. I, I predict the Chiefs, uh, they could be the last uh, undefeated team this season. I really believe they can be. Uh, their next few games are very, very winnable. Then they hit a little bit of a tough stretch, but I think they can even compete with those guys. So uh, give me the Chiefs to win this one. Uh, Going to go 31-17. Well, this game, of course, I look like a fool for two different reasons. Number one, I picked the Chargers to make the playoffs. I'm the one that traded Kareem Hunt right before the season started. Of course, 
I'm the one. With that being said, give me the Chiefs to win. I think in a close matchup, though, because it is in the division, 23-20. to 20. Now, Tom, let's head to Sunday Night Football in Washington. The 1-1 one one Redskins host the 2-0 Raiders. Now, we know what the Raiders did last week over the Jets. Dancing Marshawn Lynch on the sidelines, 45-20. to 20. I think the Redskins actually could pull off the upset because the Raiders are not going to go undefeated. They're going to be on the road. I could see Washington with the victory, especially with that backfield of Rob Kelly, Chris Thompson, and the rookie Samaje P. Rye, who actually had a pretty nice game in that victory over the Rams. But I am going to still go with the Raiders to win on the road 24-17. And no surprise, Jordan Reed probably won't play in this one. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, back to your dancing Marshawn Lynch comment. Uh, I know it was probably hard to watch, uh, you know, watch that happen last week. But I don't know. I loved it. He just seemed – it didn't seem like taunting. It just seemed like pure – you know, pure celebration, you know, the Oakland fans just loved it. They were getting into it. And I think he's just really excited to be back, especially on this team, Oakland, who they're one, uh, they're one team so far making me look uh, pretty smart. Uh, when I, when I picked them to win the Super Bowl in our preseason show, probably one of the, one of the 1% that did not pick the Patriots to win the, uh, win the Super Bowl this year. And yeah, I have a feeling they're going to, same thing's going to continue this week with Washington, you know they're gonna they're gonna put up the points, and yeah, they just uh, they just look really good. It's, uh, there's not much more you can say. That offensive line is just stellar. They're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, give me yeah, give me Oakland to win this one, 30, 34 to sixteen. Tom, wrap it up. Week number three, Monday Night Football. Cowboys look to bounce back after that bad performance in Denver against the one and one Cardinals who are now led by receiver J.J. Nelson. Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know, uh, quite, a, quite a hit for the uh, Cardinals there. And, yeah, Dallas, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott with uh, nine yards rushing, just absolutely unacceptable. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with effort, I think. I think he just wasn't putting it in. Just against anybody with that offensive line, putting up, you know, getting nine yards, you know it had to be, it had to be more than the Den- Denver defense just stuffing him. He just uh, – his head wasn't in the game. I think he'll – I think he'll bounce back. He'll have a big one this week. Arizona, yeah, my preseason uh, NFC West had to squeak one out against the Colts. I mean, I think that's all you need to know. If you, they're almost losing to the Colts, you know, in week two and Scott Tolzien, there's some, there's something gravely wrong. You're lucky to get away with the win, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things to uh, consider there, but yeah, give me, uh, give me the Cowboys to bounce back here. I'm going to say they win uh, 20, 24, 17. Now, Tom, you made all great points. And listen, I picked the Cowboys to make the playoffs. I'm very curious to see how they bounce back. Having said that, though, make that four disagreements. Give me the Cardinals to win 23-19 over the Cowboys. Tom, my man, thank you, as always, for joining me on the program. Four disagreements, including three out of four local teams, Giants, Jets, and Bills. Thank you much, my man, for doing the show with me on this Friday. Good luck in fantasy football. And don't forget, I didn't forget about fantasy baseball as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think last I saw, we're both, uh, we're both uh, ahead, ahead this week. Uh, you know, still plenty of uh, time left. And uh, 
Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough one. But, man, it would be so great if we could meet up in the uh, finals. Absolutely, man. Hopefully we're both championship-bound. But as we know, nothing's guaranteed, and there's still a couple more days ahead. But, Tom, thank you again, as always, my man. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. And all the week three games, again, that will continue on Sunday. Set those lineups. Don't forget, just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy's at MurphyTB. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Block Talk Radio.